Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project. Your do-it-yourself dilemma. We would love to hear what you're working on around your house. We'd love to pitch in, lend a hand, give you some tips, give you some advice to help you get that job done right now. One job that you might be thinking about doing is a romantic home repair. Now is the season. <laughs> To take on those romantic home repairs. Now, that could be something like, you know, building a, I don't know, a beautiful master suite or something much simpler. Fixing the squeaky like, doors, stopping yeah, the exactly. linky faucet, really, actually, any of anything, those things. Anything that you can do that takes a to-do off of the honeydew list, um, I think would be... Much appreciated. Now, I don't know if it's going to be the same thing as buying a box of chocolates, but... Boy, you know we're getting desperate when crossing something off the honeydew list qualifies as a Qualifies, right. I want credit for that. But when you're married, seriously, this puts stress on relationships. Well, one part of uh, the uh, honeydew home improvement projects that does uh, cause stress is decorating. Really? I mean, that is something that most couples cannot... Uh, cannot agree on. And remember, Leslie, we've, we've even spoken with attorneys before who handled divorce cases that stemmed from home improvement decorating disagreements. So, you know, home improvement can place a lot of stress on the relationship, but it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> That's why you just barrel through and run over the partner and just do oh, what I you see. want as far as the decorating scheme goes. No, that's what I do at home. <laughs> You know what, guys? You really don't have to let a decorating dilemma ruin a perfectly good relationship. We've got ideas coming up on how to complement each other's styles without bulldozing over one another, and maybe even some advice that could possibly save your marriage. And also ahead, right about now, you might be looking for a way to save on your home heating costs, take off some of that economic stress on the relationship. Well, there is a solution to those rising heating costs, and it might be right under your feet. We're going to talk a bit today about a geothermal heat pump system and how it can draw a lifetime supply of energy right out from the soil underneath your house. Learn more about that in just a couple of minutes. Plus, winter storms, many of us have been dealing with them since the onset of winter. We all know that they can actually knock out your power. And with snow and ice in the mix, restoring that power could be days away. So we're going to share some tips on how a portable power generator can help and what to look for in a more permanent solution. 
And this hour, we're also giving away something that will keep the snow and ice away from your front door, at least. It's a heated doormat from Heat Track, worth about $80. Going to go out to one caller who reaches us with their home improvement question, drawn at random from everyone who calls in for today's show at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Let's get right to it. Leslie, who's first? Mitch in Tyler, Texas, who is a repeat caller here at the Money Pit, or should we say, you know, addicted do-it-yourselfer? <laughs> Mitch, what can we help you with this time? I think addicted do-it-yourselfer is probably a better selection. <laughs> um, here's what's going on. I um, live in a two-story Pyrandine house. It's about 95 years old. Um, I We have some buckling going on now in our master bedroom, which is on the first floor of the wood floor. And I want to know first, what is, how can I go about trying to match that wood flooring so that I can replace just the part that's buckling and not have to redo the whole thing? And then secondly, what may be causing it to buckle like that? Um, is this a pre-finished floor or is it hardwood, you know, raw hardwood that was finished? I think it's raw hardwood that was finished. Okay. All right. So the first part of the question is how do you pull out the bad stuff? What you basically do is you take a circular saw. I assume you're handy because it's going to take somebody that's pretty handy to do this. But you take a circular saw and you plunge cut. Set the depth to the same thickness of the floor and you plunge cut into the bad boards. And you take a couple of uh, rips down, uh, you know, as opposed to a cross cut, you cut with the grain, uh, down through the bad boards. And then you chisel them out at some point and start lifting them out. And so the, the plunge cuts actually help to loosen that up. You can actually cut right through the joints. So you're cutting through the tongue and the groove of the bad boards. So you're loosening that up. You're pulling those boards out. And then you're going to put new pieces in. Now, you may have to cut off if it's a, like a tongue and groove. On the groove side, you may have to cut off the bottom of the groove so you can build this from the top down. You may have to place new pieces of wood in that way. Now, when you do that... It is going to be slightly different in color. I don't know if this is stained or finished, but even if it's just a, a, a plain uh, clear coat of finish, there will be a slight difference in color. Well, just it's going because to take, of wear. Uh, well, not so much wear, I think, but color. It usually takes six months to a year for them to fade back into where they're invisible again. But, uh, you know, you could use a throw rug or something in the meanwhile. Now, in terms of why it buckled, typically it buckles when the floor gets wet or if it was pulled in uh, with not enough space around the outside edge. Uh, and, and it just got humid and it just pressed into each other. That's typically why it buckles. So if I have, if it's buckling, let's say, because it's wet, then I probably need to go underneath and there may be another problem I'm going to have to fix them too, right? Maybe not. I mean, it could have just happened because of a one-time saturation or it just might, uh, again, have been put in too tight. Okay, great. Well, I did want to make a comment on when I called you guys last time. Yeah, Okay. How did it work out for you? Well, I don't know if you recall. I called and said that I had the fascia board on my roof was coming off, and I had the electrical power line hooked onto that. Okay. And I'd asked you guys what I needed to do before the power line pulled it off, and y'all said, well, call your electric company. It's going to cost you some money and all that stuff. Well, I happened to be, my electric company, we're in a co-op in the area I live in in Texas. Right. Well, I went down and told them about it. They came up that same day, fixed it, re um, they replaced the fascia board even for me. Wow. And wow. Um, didn't charge me a thing. That's oh, that's great. fantastic. That the co-op members get. And that was, it was nice, but it kind of surprised me. I thought, man, i got to call you guys and let you know. All right. Well, that's fantastic, Mitch. All right. Well, thank you. Love your show. Glad to hear it. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight eight eight. 
Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, home improvement, home I'm snowed in and need a project and can't deal with the winter anymore phone call. (laughs) We're here for you. We want to help you with all your home improvement projects 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, men and women are often very different when it comes to decorating styles, Leslie. That's true. Oh, sure. He's going to tell you, go ahead and pick whatever you like, but beware, that battle man suit, once it's up, and guess what? He hates it. We'll have the He Said, She Said Guide to Home Decorating next. On the Money Pit Radio Show. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatrue Doors are Energy Star qualified and provide up to five times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit Thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Keep that number handy. Pick up the phone and use it to call us with your home improvement question. Let us help solve your do-it-yourself dilemma. Because if you do this hour, you could get the answer to that question and a chance to win the Heat Track heated doormat. Worth about 80 bucks. I could have so used this last month in the blizzard of 2010 (laughs) that we suffered here right before uh, the new year hit uh, because we didn't get rid of that snow for like a week. It's crazy. And you know what? The coolest thing about these heat track mats is that there are other products in their line that you can sort of piece together to do stairs outside or do a walkway. So it really is a great way, you know, especially if you don't feel like getting out there and shoveling to sort of help you with this handiwork that, you know, come wintertime that you actually need. You got to be in it to win it, though. Pick up the phone and call us with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, this time of year, we all start thinking about Valentine's Day, mostly because your wife or girlfriend starts nudging you and being like, don't forget, February 14th, so let me be that wife slash girlfriend right now to be like, hey, Valentine's Day, it's February 14th. So if you're thinking about surprising your sweetheart with maybe a room makeover for this lovely Valentine's Day, remember that when it comes to decor, rather than Mars versus Venus, it's more like men are from Home Depot and women are from Lowe's. (laughs) Now, the stereotype is that men often lack a woman's touch and women like all things lacy and frilly and often neither is true. So here are a few tips that will help guide a room redo that both of you can not only live with but maybe actually love first of all go with a paint color that's either neutral or that ranges in that gray blue or sort of sea greeny family those actually qualify as neutrals today all of these soft grays soft blues soft greens taupey beiges those all work fantastically as a neutral and more vivid colors can be incorporated in small doses like in throw pillows or a ceramic accessory or a tray for a tabletop that's where you can have fun and have a punch of color Well, that's right. Now, keep in mind that men prefer the earthy, durable materials like leather and hardwood, but keep in mind that they can be mixed and matched with softer fabrics and patterns to create that cozy, warm, and even feminine look that women tend to like. And when it comes to hanging paintings and prints, men and women can easily clash. Guys tend to like the rugged landscapes, the wooded scenery, and even the man cave art of the basement <laughs> or let let's, let we lest we not forget the bikini model post on a sports car variety <laughs> or in our case handling the power tools which 
<laughs> I have to admit, I've seen in many a man's shop. Women, on the <laughs> other hand, are pulled more towards the flowery art, the botanicals, and the cottages. So to compromise, you want to look for abstract art and graphic designs that appeal to you both, as well as beach or city scenes. Mm-hmm. And finally, before ever heading out to the paint or the furniture store, you want to plan a cozy evening at home that you can both surf through some home decorating sites. You know, maybe it's your favorite store that you like to go into. Go to their website. Look at all your catalogs. Look at your favorite design magazines. Even if it's the first time and you're just running to the store and picking up a couple to browse through and start ripping out pages. You know, if you do this together, you're going to start to get a sense of what color schemes, themes you might like, and tear out a picture, whether it's because you like the color, you like the print on a fabric, you like the texture of something you're seeing. And as you sort of build up this pile of tear sheets, if you will, you're going to end up starting to notice a trend or a theme that sort of carries through all of your selections. And this will help you both to decide what kind of decorating style or scheme or idea that you're going for. And it'll really help you in the process. This way you're going to find pieces that you all like. You'll find colors that work together. And this is going to make you both really feel at home. And most importantly, you will have peace and harmony in your marriage. 888-666-3974. Call us right now. Maybe there's an item on your honeydew list. Let's check it off. Give us a call right now. We'll help you get it done. Song in Alaska has a question about a rental property. Welcome to the Money Pit. Um, I have this older split home rental house that's been flooded several times. The renter told me last spring what uh, he realized was after he took a shower from downstairs and the right. water won't drain from the tub. And then he realized that uh, the toilet wouldn't drain either from downstairs. And then he realized the toilet didn't drain from upstairs either. Okay. So he plunged it, uh, plunged it uh, the toilet downstairs and he couldn't get it through. And then he had to take the toilet seat out and run a very long snail. Snake. And he said his hand actually reached over probably about a, a, a foot or so into it. And then he heard this noise, like a proliferation noise. And then he said everything started to drain again. So my question is, is this to solve the problem or do I need to have this camera examination? Well, have you had it happen again since he snaked the drain out? No. Okay. Well, I think that you should leave well enough alone. It very mel- very well may have been something that was stuck inside the pipe that, that the action of using the, the snake, uh, you know, freed up. And so I don't think it's necessary for you to have a, a drain camera inspection done unless you have an ongoing problem and we need more information. At that point, you can have a drain camera uh, inspection done. And basically, it is exactly that. They take uh, what looks like a plumbing snake, but it has a camera eye on the mm-hmm. end of it run it through the pipe. And it's very uh, helpful if you think that the pipes are old or cracked and you don't know where the breakdown is. a root can, issue. You can physically see it. I mean, you can, you can watch this thing go through the pipes. I've seen these, done, these tests done. Um, right. But, if, you, but if, they, if, he, if he's already broken through the clog, then I think you're good to go. And I think you've got a pretty handy tenant there, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you're very you. welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Dan in Arkansas needs some help tackling a deck project. What can we help you with? We have pretty recently purchased a home. It has a very expansive wood deck. Approximately it's 15 by 93, which would be 1,400. Wow. That's huge. That's an aircraft yeah, yes, carrier. Yes, you have to pack a lunch <laughs> to get the one in. <laughs> the wood is unknown, but I'm guessing it's going to be pine or treated pine. Right. The deck, deck has been painted. 
uh, with probably a latex exterior or latex stain, and it's flaking off very badly. We're tracking it into the house. We're afraid about the dogs breathing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some contractors suggested power washing. Others said that would break up the surface of the wood. And uh, so there we are. Uh, can't afford to replace the decking. We don't think at 1,400 square foot. We remove the deck. The first step is 15 foot to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well, i got to tell you, it's an enormous project to get the old paint off. Um, they're correct in saying that pressure washing could potentially damage the deck. And pressure washing really only should be used for rinsing. I mean, the tool's fine, but if you make it too strong, what happens is you wear out right. the uh, soft summer growth, which is the thick part of the ring of the tree. You sort of groove that out, and it definitely takes some life out of the deck. Probably the only way you're going to be able to get this office to use is a chemical stripper. Mm-hmm. And even that by itself is a big job with 1,400 square feet. Yeah, and you're going to have to work in sections because you have to apply it as per manufacturer directions, you know, with a roller or with sort of like a, a mop applicator. And then you let it sit on that section for 10 minutes or so before it dries. But you want it to sort of sit there and saturate and do its job of breaking up the paint. And then you would lightly pressure wash it away, you know, get rid of the product and get rid of the paint that comes off with it. You wouldn't want to just pressure wash because, as Tom said, it would just be, you know, detrimental to the health of the lumber but it's going to be a big undertaking but you will be able to get it down to raw wood which at that point you could then apply depending on the condition of the lumber you know is it checking is it splintery does it look okay you know depending on if it looks great then you can go with a semi-transparent if it looks a little worse for the wear you had a hard time getting off a lot of the paint in some areas where it just really stuck you might have to go with a solid stain which is different from a paint because it still sort of saturates the wood itself so you can see some of the green but you get that you know pigmentation and you can go with a natural tone in a solid color you know another option here dan is and i know you say you don't have a lot of money to spend on this you don't necessarily have to replace the entire deck you can just do a deck makeover by pulling off the decking boards themselves and replacing them with a composite product like fiberon that is uh you know sort of the half price way of getting a brand new deck because the structure is fine uh, you won't have to deal with that. And another thing that you could think about doing is take a look at the underside of the deck. And if you've got some bad boards or maybe they're not painted on the bottom, you could pull them up and flip them over. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Hope we gave you some options. Appreciate the call. All right. Now we've got Calvin on the line calling from California with a roofing question. What can we do for you? I had a question about a uh, asphalt shingle roof. Years ago, maybe 30, 40 years ago, I added uh, uh, some type of... Uh, recommended oil uh, to the uh, roof, and I don't remember how long it lasted because four or five years later, I uh, added another section to the building and uh, re-roofed the entire thing. Is that procedure a recommended procedure, or is it a bad procedure? Yeah, um, absolutely not. (laughs) There's really no roof coating that goes over an asphalt shingle uh, roof, Calvin. If you want to make it last as long as possible, you can do a couple of things, mostly related to making sure that your attic space is well ventilated so that the roof stays cooler. So generally, if you improve your soffit ventilation and your ridge roof ventilation, that's going to flush a lot of that warm air out because the warmer and the hotter the roof gets, the quicker the oils that are in the asphalt evaporate, then the shingle becomes brittle and cracks, and that's how it deteriorates. But adding a coating to it is really never a good idea. 
I mean, I have heard heard of uh, companies that go out and sell uh, roof paints, essentially, uh, that uh, they apply and then claim that it's going to extend the life of the roof. But there's absolutely no uh, reason for me to believe that. I've seen no research to prove that. I really think it's just uh, folks out there trying to sell you a bill of goods. Like a sneak oil. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're welcome, Calvin. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Still ahead, learn how the technology behind a geothermal heat pump can provide an endless source of energy that is right beneath your feet. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 888-MONEYPIT. But if you can't get through on the phones, please head on over to MoneyPit.com. Click on the community section and post your question right there. We answer them all week long and we would love to talk to you. Pat and Delaware need some help fixing a ceiling. Tell us about the problem. Yes, I have a 60-year-old two-story colonial, and I've maintained it over the years, but the cracks in the ceiling have me concerned, and I was wondering, do I have to get a plaster and pay the exorbitant fees, or can I do it at home, fix it myself? Well, you can fix it yourself. Yeah, are the cracks that you're seeing, are they, you know, where the molding meets the ceiling, or are they smack in the middle? Does it seem like it's on a seam? Uh, they're in the, in the middle. That's pretty much normal expansion and contraction. I think those cracks can be fixed. Um, I would use the uh, perforated drywall tape on that, Leslie. Mm -hmm. What you need to do is you need to cover it up with the perforated drywall tape like Tom mentioned. And that's the kind that looks almost like um, a gauze, but it's sticky all around. And then you would put that... I've used that before, but I find it gets thick and cakey. Then am I supposed to hand sand it before I paint it? Absolutely. What you're supposed to do is apply the um, joint compound in several different layers. Thin layers. You know, thin layers. So you don't want to put a layer over it, let it dry really well, then sand it. Then you want to put another layer over it, let it dry really well, and sand it. And you want to keep getting, you know, wider and wider and wider and sand it out so that it really almost feathers away and you don't even notice it. Pat, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, given all the attention being paid to solar power these days, you might be surprised to learn that one of the most promising solutions to high energy costs isn't up in the sky, but buried deep under your lawn. That's right. It's called geothermal. And a geothermal heat pump with this type of technology, everyone could literally be sitting on their lifetime supply. Here to explain exactly how it works is our friend Richard Trothui, the plumbing and heating expert for TV's This Old House. Hi, Richard. Hey, guys. Nice to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. I want to ask you about how this compares to electric heat pumps, because in my experience, electric heat pumps are kind of the heating system of last resort. They can be very, very expensive, but if you don't have gas or oil, it's the way to go. But with a geothermal, is the economy a little bit different in terms of return on investment? Well, first of all, geothermal heat pumps are similar to ordinary heat pumps, but instead of using the heat found in the outside air, they rely on the stable, even heat onto the earth to provide heating, air conditioning, and in most cases, hot water. Okay. In principle, a geothermal heat pump functions just like a conventional heat pump, or actually, I should even explain that a heat pump is much like an air conditioner or a refrigerator. You know, a refrigerator takes the heat that's inside the box and dumps it out to your kitchen. An air conditioner does the same thing, takes the heat from the house and dumps it outside. A heat pump just reverses that cycle and brings the air from outside in. 
The problem is that sometimes there's not as much heat in the air as you want on a cold day when you need the heat the most. Okay. So in that case, the Earth's temperature stays at a constant 50 degrees or so. So no matter how cold it gets outside, you've got this sort of source of heat to get from the ground. So Richard, exactly how does a geothermal heat pump work? Well, the basic heat pump principle is pretty straightforward. You have refrigerant that's inside this refrigeration loop with a condenser and an evaporator. Okay. And so it's going to normally, you're going to take the heat from outside that's in the air. You're going to get it absorbed into the refrigerant. You run a compressor. That makes that temperature warmer and it dumps into the house. And then it goes back to be to get more heat from outside. Well, the challenge is that you don't have all that much heat available on a really cold day. Right. And there's always about a 50-degree temperature underneath the ground. And so in this case, you've got a pipe drilled down into the ground, and that's filled with glycol. And that absorbs the heat that's in the ground, that 50-degree temperature, and it brings it into the house and boosts it up to a much higher temperature. Richard, let me ask you about how deep this type of system has to go. And can you put it both vertically down, and also can you spread it out if you happen to have a large property? Well, it really depends. It starts with engineering. You need to determine how much collector loop you need. Now, if you're going to go vertically, you may have to drill down 400 feet, and that gets expensive. If you go horizontally, you're going to end up with a serpentine pattern that's underneath your front lawn. It has to be down four, five, or six feet below the frost line Mm -hmm. so you get that 50-degree temperature. Now, what about the warranty on this system? I would imagine that if it goes under the property, we're talking about it potentially going under driveways and decks and things like that. Uh, Is this pipe essentially, this loop going to last indefinitely? Do you have to be concerned about that? Well, it's generally this high-density polyethylene, and it shouldn't get so hot or so cold that it wears out in a short period of time. The, the unit that needs service at some point is the inside unit. You can always get at that. So in terms of your options, if you had gas or oil, it's still better to use fossil fuel? You know, it depends. Um, you know, those fuels are going to go up in price. And, uh, you know, if you do a properly installed geothermal heat pump system or, or a really efficient system, it becomes not important what the fuel is. It's a question of how efficient it is. So geothermal can make a great sense. I mean, I imagine the expense up front is going to be pretty hefty. Do oh, yeah. you make that back? Is it quickly made back? Or are you looking at, you know, 15, 20 years before you finally recoup? We find most people you know, will do geothermal when they're building a new house because they put the cost of the drilling, and that can be substantial. And here in New England where we live, you know, the drilling could be fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, or thirty thousand dollars that you're paying for that. So you're you have to put up that upfront investment if you build it into your mortgage, your operating cost often drops by more than what you've had to pay on your additional mortgage. That's a lot of money, though. I didn't even realize it was that much. Yeah, it sure is. And plus, I would imagine that there are probably rebates available. They're going to vary by state, Mm -hmm. but that could actually cut down your costs as well. Um, Also, is this a system that's quieter than a typical uh, heat pump setup? I think that's what most people like about it the most, is that it's it's the magic box theory. There's one box that's inside the house. There's nothing outside that you see. People think about an air conditioning system. They think about that the condensing unit. condensing unit outside that's making noise. I can't sit on my deck. And with the geothermal, there's nothing outside. And so uh, there's nothing that you have to hear. Now, given that you do have to drill extensively, is this something that's just not viable for an urban development? Well, it's it's tricky to get the drilling equipment in. It's, you know, you've got to find a way to do it. Uh, so in a really tight, in a tight urban environment, you, it's often impossible to drill. 
Yeah. And Richard, because we're relying on the, the constant uh, temperature of the ground, does this work as well in a super cold climate as it might, say, in middle America? Yeah, well, the Earth doesn't know what the temperature is. Down on the core of the Earth, it doesn't know what temperature above. It's, that's only affected for the first four, five, six feet. So, yeah, it works. This is, this is one of the heat pumps that does work great in cold climates. Very exciting technology. Richard Rathui from TV's This Old House. Thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. For more tips just like that, you could visit thisoldhouse.com. All right, for more great home improvement information from Richard and the entire This Old House team, watch This Old House and Ask This Old House on your local PBS station. And Ask This Old House is brought to you by The Home Depot. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. Still to come, we've got expert tips on what you can do to get your portable electric generator ready in case a winter storm knocks out power to your house. You live in a body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Skill. Want hardwood floors but are on a budget? The affordable and feature-filled Skill Flooring Saw is just what you need for your installation project. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Give us a call with your home improvement, repair, decorating question, whatever you are working on. We're going to help you get that job done. But we've also got a great prize up for grabs this hour, which is really fantastic, especially if you live in a snowy winter climate. We've got the Heat Track Heated Doormat worth about 80 bucks, And it's a patented mat. It's designed to stay outside all winter long. And then what happens is when it snows, it actually melts the snow away at the rate of two inches per hour. Now, some of you living in certain parts of the country may over snow that demand depending on where you live. But it really is a fantastic thing to help you sort of you know, clear that first step as you're stepping out of the door so you can actually step onto a nice open area rather than climbing into three feet of snow when you get out there to tackle your shoveling project. And it's also going to help prevent slips and falls because it's not going to be icy right out there. Check out their website because it's a great product. It's heattrack.com and that's heattrak.com. It's worth about 80 bucks, but it could be yours for free. So give us a call at 888-MONEYPIT for your answer and your chance to win. Well, if you've ever suffered a big power outage, you know that a portable electric generator is a very good investment if your area is prone to such outages. But if you've got one, there is some prep work involved to make sure it works in case power goes out. First, you need to make sure that it's fuel. Of course, makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. But here's something you may not know. The fuel has got to be fresh, and that means it's got to be less than 30 days old, or it has to be treated with a fuel stabilizers because fuel actually goes bad after about 30 days. You also need to make sure you've got enough extension cords to power your essential appliances, and be sure that they're long enough to keep the generator away from the house so carbon monoxide does not become an issue. You also should power up a generator every once in a while, maybe every couple of weeks, to make sure it works reliably. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're looking for a safer, more reliable source of power at about the same cost as a portable generator, you might want to consider a core power home standby generator from Generac. Now, a home standby generator is something that gets permanently installed and it gets connected to your home's power supply. So in an emergency, you're not even going to have to think about turning it on. It's going to automatically turn itself on. And a home standby generator is going to run continuously off of your home's, you know, 
power, whatever it is, your natural gas supply. And the great thing about Core Power by Generac is that it tests itself automatically every single week so that you know it's going to work when you need it. If you want some more information about a very, very cool product and how to keep you and your family in the power, if you will, and out of the dark on many occasions, visit Generac.com. You'll find lots of information there and actually how to find one appropriately sized for your home and your needs. So check it out today. 888-666-3974. Calls right now to check out the answer to your home improvement question. Susan in New York, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? Um, I don't know if you can mention a brand name. So we got this basement waterproofing system thing okay. installed a couple of years ago. And it's supposed to help your house. In fact, it's made our house settle because they, like, jackhammered around the inside walls downstairs and dug up outside. And it's like my house is settling worse than it was. Is there any way to slow it down? Well, first of all, most of the time, those types of waterproofing systems are absolutely and completely unnecessary. I know that they're typically sold with a lot of pressure and a lot of promises. And, uh, you know, had we talked to you a couple of years ago, we've told you absolutely to not do it. Now that you have done it, I don't think that anything that they did would make it worse. Um, that said, though, if you still are continuing to get a lot of water that collects around the foundation, that water, although it may be draining down into this drain tile system on both sides of the foundation, um, that actually could be loosening up some of the soil and causing an excessive settlement. Think about it. When you walk across a yard, when it's dry, you walk on top. When it's wet, you sink in. Your house does the same thing. And these subsurface drainage systems, all they do is they let the water run down along the foundation, collect it, then pump it out. What we generally advise is that you take the steps to improve the drainage condition at the foundation perimeter so that you slope the soil away from the house, you clean the downspouts, you extend them out away, so that water never ever gets a chance to collect at the foundation perimeter. It stays away from the house, it never gets anywhere near the basement, and that makes the basement a lot more stable as well as drier. Alrighty. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Still ahead, are loud outside noises interrupting a good night's sleep? Well, you don't have to resort to earplugs. Coming up next, we're going to tell you how to reduce outside noises so that you can rest in peace. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we know that all of you love to surf the internet. So why not put the internet to good use and join the Money Pit community? This way you're going to get advice from do-it-yourselfers just like you. Plus you're going to get expert advice from Tom and myself. And you know what's super cool about the community section of the Money Pit is that you can post pictures of your current project. You can brag about a project well done. You can show us something specific that might be going wrong or that you don't know what's going on. Maybe it's a finish. Maybe it's mold. Maybe it's whatever you're working on that's just confusing you. If you post it online, we can all sort of decipher what exactly is happening there. It's really a great new part of the Money Pit. And you can also write a blog and post it to your Facebook page. It's all in the awesome community section of moneypit.com. 
And speaking of which, let's take some posts now that uh, we're on the community section this week. One here from Daniel, who says, I hear your show frequently on WPTF in Raleigh and thought you might be able to help. Currently, I live in a townhouse off of I-40, and the traffic noise is enough to disturb me around 4.15 a.m. every workday. I'm guessing he doesn't get up that early, typically. <laughs> They're adding another lane, and with no present design for an acoustic barrier, is there anything that can be done to eliminate or at least dampen the traffic noise. This is a pretty common problem uh, where you have road construction, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of things that you can do. Your, your problems are your walls and your windows. So with respect to the walls and even the ceilings, what you can do is you could put in sound-deadening drywall to those walls. So this you could add a second layer of drywall with special drywall that is designed to deaden sound, and you can put that on the inside um, of your walls very, very simply. It's a little expensive. Um, if you want a less expensive alternative, you can use something called green glue and normal drywall, again, putting a second layer. But mm-hmm. if you buy the special sound deadening drywall, I know they sell Quiet Rock as one of the brands at Lowe's, probably by special order. Um, that will help. Now, the windows are another uh, case, though. And while they do have sound deadening windows, it would, of course, be very, very expensive. But, Leslie, couldn't we do something here with a couple of layers of uh, drapes that would capture and deaden that sound? Yeah, I would probably start with some sort of fabric shade, like a Roman or a structured Roman or a soft Roman shade with like blackout lining fabric, just like heavy duty linings of fabric sort of interlined underneath that fabric that you select for that window treatment. And that will give you, you know, a a good barrier right there. Then you might even want to go with some sort of drape that you can pull closed in front of the window. And again, I would line, interline, use blackout lining fabric, all of that to sort of add some weight and some heft to that fabric just to sort of stop that noise from even getting through. My only concern is that you mentioned that this was a townhouse. And yes, you can do all of those things, you know, as far as window treatments, but the walls are really going to be a vulnerable area. So before you go and add that extra layer of drywall, double check with your community, especially if it's some sort of you know, condo, co-op that you have to get permission for because you don't want to, you know, sort of put that expense in unless you don't even care and they'll let you do it. You know, go for it, but ask questions before you do because that'll really help you. All right, I've got a post here from Amy that says, I live in a southwest-facing manufactured home with little to no shade in the front yard. The sun bakes the paint off my front door even in the winter. Do you have any low-cost doable ideas for how to harness the solar energy? Amy, there are actually lots and lots of ways to harness the sun, and there are a lot of articles that where we've written about this on MoneyPit.com. There's a great story there about solar panels and geothermal heating ideas for your house, um, and also one called Solar Powered Solutions uh, Using Active and Passive Designs. All of that is online at MoneyPit.com, so check it out there. And you know what, Amy? Make sure you check with your local utility company because there are so many rebates available. You never know. They might be paying you for this service. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We've hope we've given you a few tips, a few ideas to help improve your Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and 
other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.